Hey you guys, welcome to the Main and Magic Podcast, your stop for all things Disney. I'm your host Dawn Brown and this is episode 52. Whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings on our website at mainandmagic.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Just search for the Main and Magic Podcast. After the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. In this episode, Katie joins me to talk about split stays at Walt Disney World. We break down what they are, why you might want to do one, and how to do one. Plus, we share the pros and cons and tips for getting the most out of your stays. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and Magic. Welcome aboard, everybody. Come on up, grab a seat. We have a fun ride planned today. We are going to be talking about split stays. We're going to be talking about what are they, why would you do one, what are the pros and cons, tips for doing one, what is the cost difference from booking a regular package, all of that good stuff. Uh, And I have, of course, our premier travel advisor, Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel here to go through all of this stuff with us. Hey, Katie. Hello. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. (laughs) You are very welcome. So we were like, let's do an easy topic this week. But there's a lot to talk about with split stays. And I know we both have some opinions about some things. <laughs> we do, we do. Um, so we're going to... It wouldn't ju- be a normal Main and Magic podcast without our opinions. I mean... No. <laughs> <laughs> I also love... I love a podcast where people don't necessarily always agree on everything. Right. <laughs> so you can get two different perspectives. I mean, we do have a lot of crossover, but... Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear all of your thoughts on some of these things, because I think we'll have some overlap, but I definitely think we'll stray in different directions on a few topics. So yeah, I think so. Let's start out with just talking about what are split stays. A split stay is when you, 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 well... (laughs) <laughs> when you split when you split your time at two different resorts or three different resorts if you really would like to um so when you plan a vacation to Disney normally um when you book your vacation you're going to check in on your first day you're going to check into hotel A and you're going to stay there until the day that you leave to go back to the airport well a split stay is you check into hotel A and sometime throughout your week you check out of Hotel A and Disney transports all of your belongings to Hotel B and you finish your week at Hotel B to continue the magic and get a different hotel perspective or the amenities at different hotels um, with, you know, doing the same trip. You're doing one trip and you're getting two or three different hotels that you get to experience. So... In a nutshell, that's a split stay. Um, It sounds complicated. It is not. We will talk about that. 
Disney really makes it easy. Yeah, I think people can maybe think it's complicated because, like, if I'm going to New York City for a vacation, I'm just checking into one hotel. Like, most people traveling to one particular city, which is essentially what Walt Disney World is, just a big city, are not moving hotels. Like, they're only moving hotels, like, basically, like, when you did during your Costa Rica trip. Like, if you're traveling across the country to a new location, Um, So it can seem kind of like, why would you do that if you are just going to Disney and you're not, you know, trying to go do other things in Florida, but there, like, like Katie said, there are pros, there's some cons, um, and it just depends on what kind of vacation you're planning. So, yeah. And, and it is nice, like Disney, it's, You know, a lot of people will look at it and say, well, I don't need to stay at that hotel to be able to go and eat at, you know, at at the restaurants or to go to the gift shop. And you don't. You absolutely do not need to stay at that hotel. But there are some amenities at these hotels, for example, at the Beach Club, which has the best pool on Disney property, in my opinion. You can't swim in that pool unless you're staying at that hotel. So, and then just the convenience of being at these hotels to take in some of the amenities at them um, and not have to travel back and forth, it makes it a lot easier too. So, so we're going to dive into all of those things in detail, yeah. but we, we've both done, I've only done one split stay like ever, <laughs> um, but you've done two at least, right? I have done two. Uh, the first one was a two a, a one-time uh, move, so two different hotels. And the second time was a three-hotel but four-move, and we'll get into that, a four-move split stay. So that one was a lot – that one was complicated, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll just call it a three-hotel split stay. <laughs> Yeah, I did. We did two hotels, so we only had to move one time. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we do, here is one of the logistical things that I'm curious from your perspective. Do you think there is a minimum stay that's best for split stays, like a minimum number of nights at Walt Disney World? Yes. However, if you've done them before, I think any amount of days could potentially work. If you are new to split stays, I would say at least two or three nights. Per hotel? Per hotel, yes. Okay. I would say if you're doing a, um, we'll call it a Sunday to Sunday travel, I would say you would at least want to have three nights in one of the hotels. So four nights and three nights or, you know, however it works out. So for a, for a full vacation though, like, would you say don't do a split stay unless you're going for at least four nights to Orlando? Yes. Cause 'cause for me, it's six. Like I'll, if I'm going to Disney for six nights, I'm willing to do a split stay. If I'm going for five nights, don't even talk to me about it because that seems I wouldn't like do it. way too no, much. I would not. Again, now, if if you've done it, if you've been there multiple times, obviously the rules do not apply to you, we'll say. Um, but 
I, I honestly would, yeah, at least six nights. I mean, because if you're checking, okay, so if you look at it logistically, right? So you're, let's say you're checking in on Sunday, you got Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and you're leaving Friday, let's just say. So Sunday to Friday, some people do those. That gives you three days, which technically is two and a half days at each hotel, and then you're still having to get into the park. So what is the point of it? You're not really getting to take advantage of some of the stuff the hotels have to see. So five nights is kind of pushing it, depending on how many days you want to go into the park. So I would say at least six nights to make it worth it. Yeah, that's I I just when we went, we did two nights at Yacht Club and four at Caribbean Beach. And the Caribbean Beach one was fine. I I wish we had had one more night at Yacht Club. Like mm-hmm. just moving after two nights felt like it just because the first night just doesn't even feel like it's real. Like you're Correct. It's, because it's your arrival day and everything is just everything is happening. Right. And <laughs> the same kind of goes day. for your departure day. It's kind of a half a day too. Yeah. So now I know that I just like cursed us because I know at some point in the future, <laughs> me and you are going to end up in Disney for a long weekend. And somehow we're going to be staying at three different hotels. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Here's the other thing too, and this is why it's kind of an open. It's kind of a, a a tough question to answer. There's so many different ways to answer the question, right? Because if you're looking at it, and there, we will get into this with pros and cons. So just to kind of touch on it a little, but only because we're talking about it now. If the reason you're wanting to do a split say, let's say, is your second half, you're wanting to stay at a deluxe resort because you want to take advantage of those extra magic hours that only deluxe hotels can have. So you don't really care about the amenities at the hotel. You only care about the amenities you're getting at the park for staying at a deluxe. Then sure, you know, stay for four nights and do half here and half there because you're getting other perks. Then... Yeah, let's talk about it. There's definitely benefits to it. But if you're looking to actually get to experience the hotel, then at least six nights. Yeah, yeah. There, that's the thing, too, is like, who is your group? What like what group are you traveling with? And like everyone's temperaments. And also, what is your vacation centered around? Because, right. you know, if you're going down for food and wine festival and your vacation you know, you want to go to Magic Kingdom and you want to go to Animal Kingdom and do those things. But like the second half of your trip, you want to like hit every food cart and like really do food and wine festival. Well, now I can understand you want to just spend two nights in a hotel over by Magic Kingdom before you move in, you know, so it's just right. It's just like, what is the purpose of your trip and why these, why are you staying at these particular hotels and right. all of that stuff? So, yes. um, okay. So we kind of talked about it. You briefly brought it up. <laughs> it's just, it's so tough because like you said, it definitely does depend on, and I think that's how that, and that's at least how I like to start every, whenever I talk to clients is what are you looking forward to the most about your trip? 
like you said, is it food and wine festival? Is it parks? Is it what is, you know, if it is parks, then yeah, let's talk about why you should stay at Yacht Club the days you're going to the Epcot because it's right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. You did kind of mention it earlier. Uh, one of my questions or I thought a good thing to talk about was are split stays a good idea for a first visit or would you recommend that they wait for a future visit to do split stays? It is doable for a first timer going to Disney. Disney really does make it very easy to do. But when you are a first timer in Disney, that goes back to what your vacation is all about. When you're a first timer in Disney, you're more concerned 98% of the time, you're going to be more concerned about the new attractions and what characters you get to meet and all of that. So a split state really isn't going to be that beneficial to you unless you already are a first timer that has a bucket list of, I want to stay at these two hotels. These are my top two hotels. It is doable for a first timer. I don't think I would recommend it unless necessary based on availability. If somebody came to you saying, I want to do this, you wouldn't try to talk them out of it. I would not. No, I would not talk them out of it because Disney really does make it easy. I mean, it is honestly, and, and I walk everybody through everything. Like that's one of the things I do with all my clients split stay or not is you're not getting on an airplane on your departure day, unless you know everything inside and out, how to get around and how to do everything. And that goes for if you're doing a split stay, Disney will walk you through it, they'll help you with it. But I'm going to make sure that you really understand what the process is. But it really is very easy to do. I just don't think unless you're dead set on it, I don't think I would recommend it for a first timer. Okay. Yeah, there's no I feel, real benefits to it. Yeah, unless there is, uh, but there's not. <laughs> yeah, if you're, you know, a first timer that's going for ten days, that's yes. that's a different kind of thing. I think most people they go for the that target time frame is like five to seven days. Yes, and and that's their trip. If you were going for longer and you were like, hey, we want to you know, do art of animation for five days and then, you know, bounce over to like Animal Kingdom Lodge because I've got a kid that's like obsessed with all the animal things. And, you know, then I would be like, all right, you know, that's because you by the time you get through the first five days of your trip, you kind of get it. You, you, you've you been doing Disney for a few days and you're kind of understanding how things work and you've got some of your kinks worked out. So you know, the second half of your trip is going to be like easy cheesy. So yeah, it it's, I think it's just kind of depends on the family and the trip and all of that stuff. So, okay, let's talk about things to know about booking one of these booking a split stay versus just booking a traditional package. Now we were talking before we hit record and you were talking about stuff that I was like, oh, I didn't even know that you could do that. (laughs) So I was under the impression that if you, you know, when you book a traditional package, you are staying in the same hotel the whole time. Your tickets are added on. It's it's a package. 
versus I I was thinking when you do a split stay, you have to buy your hotel separate from your tickets, which leaves you less protected because of the way that ticket sale, like individual ticket sales work. But you said that there's a way around that so that you are still protected with the benefits of booking a package. So can you explain all of that stuff? <laughs> yes. Okay. So like you said, when you book a package of, you know, check into Hotel A, check out a Hotel A on departure day, you're only staying at one hotel. It's a package. It's your hotel, your tickets, any other amenities you add, any other extras, I should say, you add all included. It's a $200 deposit. Final payments due on the 30-day mark prior to check-in. That's it. And, you know, if you have to make a change, you just can make it. You can make a change. You can change your dates. Everything's changeable. No problem. When you do a split stay, it's a little extra work depending on how your split stay works. It's easy. It's not like I don't, I avoid it. Um, but you would check into Hotel A. Let's say you're staying at Hotel A for four nights, but you're staying at Hotel B for three additional nights. And on your vacation, you want a six-day park ticket. We would put on Hotel A, we would make Hotel A, the beginning part of your stay, a package. So that is going to be your four nights at Hotel A and a six-day park ticket. So Hotel A is considered a package, only a $200 deposit. And then Hotel B, when you check into there for the three nights, is a hotel only. And that means that you have to pay the first night. So whatever uh, per night at the hotel costs, you're responsible for paying that cost up front for one night. Okay, so for package, you pay your $200 deposit. Correct. For a split stay, you're going to pay your $200 deposit on the first half with the tickets in the hotel plus yes. the first night of your second hotel. Correct. Okay. Whatever the cost is for that. So that varies. There's no way to say it's only going to be 200, 300, 400. It depends on what hotel you pick and what the average night at that hotel costs. That's how much you are responsible for. Okay. And then that final payment for that one is not due until you check into that hotel. Okay. You pay the rest of that when you're in Disney. The, the benefit is doing it this way is you're still able to make changes. So obviously, asterisk, based on availability, you're able to completely make changes and say, oh, we can't go in March anymore. We have to push our vacation back to July you're 100% still protected. You're not paying any additional fees or anything like that as long as you're making your changes within the time frame that's allotted. And we get into that when you book. But we move it all. That $200 deposit then goes towards the new portion A, Hotel A package. And the cost you paid per night moves to Hotel B whatever that is. Obviously, if there's differences, it gets made up for, you know, whether plus or minus you are responsible for, you get refunded, but you're 100% protected. So even if you're only, let's say you want a six-day park ticket and you're only staying in the first hotel for four nights, we ju I just make a phone call and say, 
they're only staying at this hotel for four nights. However, their Disney trip is eight nights. They need a six-day park ticket, not a problem, and it still works for your entire length of stay on the Disney property. Your ticket doesn't expire. You know, you're not missing out on any days. You're not losing any days doing it that way. You get the whole package and, you know, saving on that, how the, the you're saving by booking the package part. Yeah. Because when you buy tickets separate, what is the downside of that? So when you buy tickets separate, they have changed the rules a little bit when you buy tickets separately and you are able to purchase tickets. And if you have to make a change, you're able to make a change. However, tickets are now date based, date based priced. So depending on the day you go or the day you book for is what the cost is. So if you're going at Thanksgiving, obviously Thanksgiving is peak season the ticket on Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday is going to be more than, say, December 7th, which is a random Thursday, whatever day it is. But <laughs> Taco Tuesday. <laughs> right. Um, so it you're able to kind of move it a little bit. However, if there's expiration dates on those tickets, so if you don't use it by the expiration date, let's say you bought tickets only for right now and you had to move your package, you have to use it before the expiration date. And there's no way around that. Whereas when you book a package, let's say you booked a package for this past weekend, for example, you booked a package, you had to cancel, we're able to move it to let's say, oh, I don't know, I want to go in. February of 2023 now and then a month before February 2023 comes and you find out that your kid's starring in the high school musical you got to move your dates again you can move your dates again and you move them to the end of 2023 and then something happened you can constantly move that you don't get your money back Disney holds on to that but you're never out anything. Whereas if you're buying tickets only, you have to use it by the expiration date. Yeah. Or you lose it. Use it or lose it. Or you lose it. Yep. You use it or lose it. Yes. Which would be so devastating there... for a family of four with, you know, eight day park hoppers. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like just yes. thousands that of dollars. Horrible. Because, you know, they and they do not you know, it's you can't get it back. Yeah. Yeah. So I avoid selling, I don't avoid it. That's a horrible thing to say. Obviously, I'm going to do it if that's what you want. But I make sure everyone knows what the risks involved yeah. are of buying tickets only. Because there you are did, risks yeah, if something happened. And, and just for, as an example, um, you sold us tickets when we stayed at the Wyndham Bonnet Creek. So that's, it's like on Disney property, but it's not on Disney property. <laughs> right. So right. And, it's a, it's a good neighbor hotel. Yeah. And you sold us the tickets and then my nephew got, my nephew and my mom got sick and they couldn't use the last like two days or whatever of their tickets. And, you know, you told us what to do, but you couldn't specifically do anything for us because we only had the, we had only purchased the tickets so right. um i mean but you told us what to do and they did get money back from them from guest services they just like prorate 
the days or, you know, they calculate the like last two days and what those would have cost and like refunded that money. But again, if you don't want to deal with guest services and you, you want somebody on, on the, on the back end, taking care of things for you, if anything happens, then you just call Katie and she's the one that sits on the phone. (laughs) Sure does. (laughs) And, and I must, I do want to say too, you know, you guys were very lucky that you did get money back because every situation is different and it's not a guarantee that it's going to happen. Obviously, more flies with honey than vinegar, meaning be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be rude and a jerk. I think the lady was feeling pretty bad. Like, he, he yeah. you know, we, yeah. I, we have a four-year-old that just ate strawberries in your park and now he's puking and we have to go to, to urgent care. Right. And I think the lady was right. just like, right. here, take the money. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Let me get a cab for you, and so, uh, you know we'll have somebody waiting for you when you get back. And Goofy will be waiting, and you're no, he really wasn't. Yeah. But every situation is different, so you know. Yes, you guys were very lucky that you were able to get it back. But there are some people that their their hands are tied. Yeah. You know they they can't. So um, you can't bank on guest services being nice that day. So I'm like literally so excited that there is a way to make that like get that still protection from your travel company. And yeah, so yeah, I've actually had quite a few. um, Yeah, I've actually had in my past. Oh, man. uh, Five, five years. Have I been doing this now? Five, six. I, I lost track. What year are we in? Um, well, we know we I've can't ask your dad because he just discovered you're right? doing this. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think it's five and a half. But uh, I've had a number of people do split days, and they're they're happy. They you know we walk through every step of it, and they come out happy, and they get to see quite a few hotels. Like I like you and I said earlier, you've done one. I've done a couple. I definitely have some. Not doing that again, split stays, but uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> but no, it was, I mean, surprisingly easy. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I think everybody's got that. Um, if you are at all confused, you know, feel free to send us an email or you can pop into the Facebook group and ask. But if you call Katie to book, she'll walk through all of this for you and give you like spreadsheets and all the things. So <laughs> I'll even plan your bathroom. Yes. <laughs> I, that is, I think we should make pictures and postcards travel like t-shirts where that is the tagline. <laughs> I love it. Um, Put at, that one on the T public website next week. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's get into pros and cons. And I want to, well, actually, let me ask you, do you want to start with the pros or the cons? Let's uh, start with the glass half empty and start with cons. Really? Cons? All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to talk about the bad stuff and then make you say, oh, gosh, that's horrible. Wait, there's better things? Okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> there's more. Cool. Um, okay, so let's talk about cons then. What okay, what's your first con? Like what's first on your list? I think and I I touched on it earlier is if you uh, one thing that people always love about booking Disney is that the deposit is only two hundred dollars. 
you're only responsible for $200. If you're wanting to do a split stay, that price goes up. So if you're doing a split stay and your second half is, say, yacht club, club level, you're talking your second hotel is $800. Now, it's protected, pro, but up front, your your cost out of pocket is going to be significantly more. So that is for anybody who's trying to, who likes that benefit of only $200, I look at that as a con of, I don't really have that money right now to put X amount of dollars down for this split stay. So it could be, you, it's protected, pro, completely protected, but you're, you're, it's due up front. Yeah. There's no way around that. Okay. I was going to say one of the cons can be planning it out to sort of, sort of if you were trying to save money, if, if the purpose of your split stay is so you can experience a more expensive hotel. So for example, if you're staying at pop century, but you've always wanted to stay at the contemporary, but you just, you can't swing it for the whole trip, but you can swing it for half the trip. Then one of the cons might be planning your trip in such a way where the days make sense so that you are getting the cheapest price. So Mm -hmm. if you are like, for instance, at this time of year, there's all these Halloween parties and, you know, maybe a bunch of the days you're there sold out really quick. And the only thing that's left is a Saturday but you really want to be at a, at a magic kingdom hotel on the night that you go to the Halloween party. Well, now you're booking your deluxe resort on a weekend and the price is more on the weekend typically. So there can be like, you'd really want to plan out your days and what you want to do to see if you can try to schedule your more expensive hotel on weekdays and your cheaper hotel on weekends, you know, so now that's going to depend on when your arrival day, you know, if you're arriving on a Tuesday and you're leaving on the following Tuesday versus if you're arriving on the weekend and leaving the following weekend or so there can be, and, and that's why Katie is such a great resource because she can (laughs) walk you through, like if you do your expensive hotel first, this is how much the whole trip will cost versus if you do it on the last half of your trip, this is how much it will cost. Or, you know, if you can shift your vacation by one day later or one day earlier, you, you know, you might be able to make some savings. So there's a little extra, I guess the con is, there's more to consider up front when yes. you are in the oh, yeah. actual booking process. A lot more. Yeah. And again, like you're there to help walk people through that, but Everybody's they still right. have to be the ones to make the decision. So you're going to present them all these different options, but they still have to sit down and say, yeah, we really like as much as we could save money staying at the cheaper hotel first we're doing the halloween party on saturday and we really want to be you know like you have to ultimately make that decision and is it worth it to you so that's one of my cons 
And that's honestly like I'll, I tell people that up front too. Like that's the hardest part of my job is that I can't tell you when you're traveling. I can't pick your, I can give you all the information you need, but I can't say you are traveling Saturday to Saturday. Ultimately it's your decision. So that's one of the hardest parts and wanting to do a split say add, like you said, it does add to the difficulty in the planning process. So, okay. Do you have more cons? I do. Okay. I feel like you have, I, I could really only come up with two, which is, but maybe I'll think of more as you're talking. <laughs> this is something that not everybody realizes. And honestly, I didn't realize it until my first split stay. If you are big on wanting to book dining reservations. So follow me here. If you're booking one hotel for your entire length of stay, your dining or um, enchanting extras, you can start booking those at 60 days from your check-in date. So if you're only staying at one hotel and you're staying Saturday to Saturday and you really want a reservation at Be Our Guest on Friday, you can book that 60 days from your check-in date. If you, that's, that's great. If you're booking a split stay and you are checking into Hotel A on Saturday and you're checking into Hotel B on Thursday, and you want that Be Our Guest reservation on Friday, you now cannot book Be Our Guest until 60 days from that portion of your split stay. Oh. So think of it this way. If you're looking like it, it's, follow me here, right? So when you are checking in on Saturday, People, you're not going to find a lot of reservations on Saturday or Sunday or Monday even because that Saturday, Sunday, Monday is, let's say, the middle or the end of somebody else's vacation who was checking in on Wednesday, right? So they've already had first dibs at that stuff. You're, you're three days late to the game. But on Friday, you're more apt to get something like Be Our Guest or Ogus Cantina or Sci-Fi because people aren't really staying for that, you know, that long. Yeah. You might only have one or two days. Whereas if you're not checking into Hotel B on Thursday, you can't book that for that technically Friday until 60 days from Thursday. So a ton of people, like those people that are checking in on Saturday, have now had five days to book that restaurant you want for Friday. I did this did not even cross my mind the whole dining reservations thing. And and this that probably is a, goes for uh, the other things too like the um capture your moment. I'm guessing capture your moment. Yep, lightsabers, caring for giants, up close with rhinos, all those enchanting extras, everything that can be booked 60 days in advance. People are getting first dibs on. Wow. So okay. that is a huge, you know, if that's one of your main things, obviously I'm going to tell you that you want to, we need to figure it out. And there's always ways. I mean, so how does that I, work? So it's not from the day that you have the ticket. It's from the day. Cause nope. like, how do locals do it? Cause they just, they sit on the website the week before and wait for people to cancel. Okay. So that's where places like, I'll, you know, I'll give them their, their due. Um, things like mousedining.com is a big one that I'm a huge fan of, especially for my personal travel. 
Um, you can set alerts. They actually just updated their site to include enchanting extras like lightsabers and um, oh, did they droids? They did. Okay. Yes, that was a new update. I um, know Turian you know, Plans also has like a reservation they do, finder yes. alert thingy. I think with touring plans, I could be wrong, but I think with touring plans, you have to pay for the subscription in order to take advantage no, of that. No, you don't. And do you, you know don't? how okay. I know? Because I set one up to eat at Space 220 in case you guys kept that reservation. Gotcha. <laughs> when I came <laughs> nice. to surprise you. <laughs> okay. I did not know that. I do know like mouse dining. I know that you do not have to pay for the um they now places like touring plans and mouse dining they do not make the reservation for you no right? so they just, just alert you saying hey hey there's 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 a reservation open for the time that you said and then you have to go into the web into you know your account and make the reservation yourself so at that point it could have been taken it has wow yeah but that's, that's a, good a that's a big that's a big con especially if you're i mean i do have i i have clients who are going in um about a month and that's their biggest thing is they they're wanting to make sure they eat at all these restaurants and um if they were doing a split stay it would have been a lot harder to get all the restaurants that they're wanting to eat at so so yeah you have to prioritize them then and say like this is my number one restaurant this is my number two restaurant and then try to book them in that order if you can um so okay all right yeah that's a good one um another one of my cons was packing to move that's on mine too (laughs) now okay so my better half will say when we check into a hotel, he unpacks his entire suitcase, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious to me. I mean, we were both in the Navy. We both lived out of bags for years. So I'm perfectly comfortable continuing to live out of a bag. Like when I go on a trip somewhere, I, I don't use the drawers. <laughs> I literally just live out of my suitcase and I'm perfectly fine with that. But for somebody who likes to come in and unpack their entire suitcase, this might not be ideal, right? Because now you're going to have to repack it. And because if you also are on, on your hotel move day, even though it's so easy, you just take your bags downstairs and hand it to a guy and he takes them away. But if you are doing part a park on the day that you are moving hotels, now you're, you're coming back from a park. You're having to pack everything and make sure that you have all your souvenirs that you just bought from the first few days, all these things, make sure everything's gathered together, any groceries you got, all that stuff and have it ready to go. And then get up the next morning and go to another park while also having to manage your luggage. Like that's just something I would really look at how you travel and assess if that is okay with you and how you're going to handle it because, you know, and also, you know, this would not even be a con for my better half because he would just 
turn the drawer upside down back into his suitcase (laughs) because he packs in three minutes somehow. I don't understand. But, you know, for me, that would be like really stressful. So it depends on the people, I guess, is what I'm saying. This could be a con, but it might not even be an issue for you. Like for me, it's not going to be an issue because I'm just going to zip up the suitcase I've already been living out of. I've not you know, the only thing I need to pack up is my toiletries, but you know, but for a family of four with two kids, exactly. I'm thinking about my brother, sister-in-law and nephew. And like, just because, you know, I mean, he's nine and just stuff ends up places, (laughs) you know, and then you get to the next hotel and it's like, why are we missing all of your left socks? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it just, it depends, I think, on the people. And this could be a con or it could be a non-issue. So did you have anything to add to that or did I beat the dead um, horse completely? <laughs> no, no, that that about covers that. <laughs> it does. I mean, but, you know. Like when I did my split stay, multi, multi, multi split stay, I knew going into it and I am the type of person that does not use the drawers. I use my suitcases and possibly like for James's stuff, I'll put stuff on like the spare bed sometimes. So for him, it's a little different, but each suitcase had, here's our yacht club visit. Here's our beach club visit. Here's our poly visit. And each suitcase was packed accordingly ahead of time. However, I'm indecisive and that did not work. It was a good <laughs> idea, but it didn't happen. <laughs> um, I do have another con though, too. Okay. For, uh, unless you want to, are we, are we good on the packing? No, we can keep going. <laughs> like as many cons as you can think of, because I, I honestly don't have that many. No, I don't. This is honestly like one of my last ones is um, actually kind of two more is the first one. If you are doing a split stay and your second hotel, one thing I really liked about the first split stay I ever did is we did not do parks for our first portion, the the hotel we stayed at prior to splitting, um, which I really enjoyed. Uh, it was at the cabins at Fort Wilderness. We really took advantage of everything that that hotel had to offer. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. But if you are looking to do the split stay, um, let's say on the second half of your ho- of your visit and taking advantage of the hotel amenities and things they have to offer, you have to check out of a hotel by 11 and you can't check into the second hotel. You're not going to have, let me rephrase that, your room is not going to be ready until about 3 p.m. ish. and um disney moves your bags for you but your bags are not going to be there instantaneously so you can be at your second hotel you can check out at 11 be at your second hotel by i mean 11 20 realistically your bags may not be there until three four five o'clock you're not going to get into your room until three o'clock usually so if you're needing a room right away that's kind of a con you know, you're still able to use all the amenities of that second hotel. And even the first hotel, you're still a guest of that first hotel and you're a guest of the second hotel. 
So really, you have access to two pools on one day, pro. But when it comes to your the room you're staying in, you don't have your your five hour lag of not having access to that hotel room. So you could check yeah. in at oh, three, yeah. and your bags might not arrive for another hour or two. Correct. Um, I mean, I I do think they try to get them over as early as possible, but you know, depending on how many bags they're having to move that day, what time of year it is, their staffing. I mean, there's like a million things that right. could happen. So if you, you, you know, this is a situation like depending on what you have planned for that day, you like, if you did want to use the pool at both resorts, now you're going to make sure you're going to need to make sure that you pack a bag so you can change clothes if you need to. And you know, to pack a bag to keep with you versus if you're like, right. oh, we're just going to Magic Kingdom. We're just going to stay till the fireworks. So then you're fine. It doesn't matter. You just go on your on your way. But right. yeah, so you would want to look at what you have planned for that moving day. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't I can't I like literally can't think of anything else. <laughs> no. I really don't. I mean, it's, it's really, we can even take that last con of what you have planned for the day and take it right into the pros. Honestly, like it kind of that, that con and what you just ended with could take you into the very first pro. Okay, what is it? What's your first pro? Um, leading on that is, if you're planning a park, and you're split staying, you call Bell Services. Let's say you want to get to Magic Kingdom at 8 a.m. You call Bell Services bright and early. You have to be packed. Got to be ready to go. So dump out the drawer. Be ready to go first thing in the morning. Call Bell Services. Tell them you're doing a split stay. They come get your bags for you. You head over to Magic Kingdom. Enjoy your day. You get on the bus for your Hotel B, your new resort. You've done online check-in. You don't even have to go to the front desk. You go right to your room and you call the you call Bell Services as soon as you're there and say, I'm in my room. I did a split stay from Hotel A and they bring your bags right up to you. So it is easy peasy lemon squeezy. They they you don't have to worry about going back to your first hotel or anything. You just enjoy your day and then go to your second hotel as if that's where you've been staying since the beginning. Yeah, because you can do like online check-in now too. Like you yep. don't even have to go to the front desk if you don't want to. Correct. So that's a pro right there. <laughs> that is a pro. Yes. Yes. But yeah, they they really do. It, it kind of goes into the whole hassle-free travel. I mean, it's, it's almost, they really... They make it very easy. You don't have to move your bags. You don't ha- you don't even have to bring them down to Bell Services. They will come up. They mark them a certain way. They're it's so funny because when we were doing our when we did our split our split stay in February, um, we had done lightsabers going from our last night staying at Yacht Club, and then the next day we were going to the Polynesian, and I told Dan I said. I almost want to bring the lightsabers with us. Like this stuff's expensive. 
I don't want them being, they're going to move from hotel, the yacht club to the Polynesian. He's like, why are you worried about it? If they break it, it was on their, they're responsible for it. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. So, you know, they carefully move, they know what it is. They move everything and everything's accounted for. They know how many pieces of luggage you have. It's all marked a certain way and it magically shows up to your second hotel. Sweet. Uh, the obvious pro that I have, the obvious first one is you get to try multiple hotels. You know, this isn't, I mentioned earlier, like if I was going to New York City or something for a week, I mean, a hotel's a hotel's a hotel. I mean, I know that intrinsically is not true. Obviously, there's going to be different kinds of hotels in every city. But if you are into like the Disney theming and all of the unique, I guess, ambiance you can experience while you're there, this is an opportunity to get a taste of, you know, multiple different kinds of theming. So, and like Mm -hmm. you even said earlier, like if you've got, if you're going for a longer period of time and you've got two kids and they, you know, one kid wants to stay in the cars suites at art of animation and another kid wants to stay at wilderness lodge, you you know, like now this is an opportunity you can kind of like appease both parties, if you will. (laughs) Um, It's just a way to try different it's another way to also try different price points too, like value versus moderate versus deluxe. So. And I will always say I will, I mean, unless you are dead set on like what we talked about earlier with the, the park you want to go to based on the hotel you're staying at. If you're doing, I will always tell you to stay at the higher class hotel second. Obviously it's your trip. We'll do it how you want to do it, but I would not, I wouldn't do deluxe first and then go value. I would, because you'll just hate it. <laughs> I mean, there, there's no way around. You're going to hate it. You're going to, ab- there's nothing wrong with the values. I don't mean it like that. But once you get a taste of that deluxe life, you're not going to want to not do deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> there's another con. No. Um, I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... I understand what you're saying in general, but if you are trying to relax in the beginning of your trip or, you know, if you have some specific reason you're staying in the value resorts at this for the second half of your trip. I mean, yeah, I, I love all of them. I don't have a problem. Like if I'm in Disney, I don't, I'm happy, you know, obviously I have my favorites, but like, I've talked numerous times about my like never ending love for Port Orleans French Quarter and that's just a moderate resort and yeah sure Beach Club has a better pool but does it because Beach Club doesn't have a lizard that you can slide down its tongue <laughs> so you know does it really have a better pool <laughs> I mean I I guess to me it's like apples to avocados yeah it's just what am i getting out of it you know like port orleans has it's a little bit quieter it's a little bit smaller you can take a boat to disney springs like that's a huge pro you can get beignets in the morning i mean come on you know but beach club has like 
that awesome beach club smell and you can walk to Epcot, which means if you get wasted at Epcot, you can stumble back from Epcot and it's just like a short little walk. (laughs) So also pros. So to me, it's just, you know, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. But Katie is extra and I, I have no I'm not 100% she likes values. the finer I things just, I, I'm bougie no um I just I've I've dipped my toes in the deluxe and I just feel like if you're wanting to do all-star music and Grand Floridian right let's just say and you stay at all-star first like a great hotel like you're excited you got kids it's super colorful they're gonna love it and then you go to grand floridian and you're royalty and it's just amazing and the castle's right there whereas if you stay at grand floridian first and you're royalty and the castle's right there and you're taking the monorail over to magic kingdom and it's so easy and then you're going to all-star where you have to wait an hour to get on the magic kingdom bus and you're waiting 30 minutes in the food court to get your food like you're gonna you're gonna hate life because you just <laughs> had this amazing experience of i'm royalty to the heck i'm just a peon now like that's how that's how i look at it is wanting to do the nothing wrong with that value resort <laughs> but but the food court was, at the all-stars is I mean, a, the food court's great. It was a pro. Pro. <laughs> it, it is a pro. I am I so invested. basic. I can't even stand myself right it, now. <laughs> it's just a matter of being the disappointment. We'll say I literally right? know um, that I am in. I'm on my own on this because if you talk to like literally any person that is like a Disney person, they will 100% agree with you. And I'm just like, all right, guys, let's pack up all of our stuff and like bounce out of the Polynesian and pop over to All Star Music, like, and then schlep over to the bus stop where we have to wait for an hour because it stops at three different stops. Like, I literally am just. I'm here for all of it. <laughs> but okay. Okay, so that was mine. You get to try out multiple hotels. Uh, I, I love it. Okay. I love it. <laughs> another pro. What do you have as another pro? I honestly I and we covered it, right? Like the ease of it, pro, being able to see everything, multiple places, pro. I guess the other one would just be, and we touched on it earlier, is the different amenities. So it kind of goes with the being able to see different things, but the the ease of the amenities of what you're looking for. So, you know, you don't have to be, let's just say you're wanting to go horseback riding and do an archery experience and go on a wilderness trail. You know, you can do all that no matter what hotel you're at, but if you're doing a split stay and you're not going to the parks, the time you're splitting at the cabins at Fort Wilderness, you have all that in your backyard. And you can do all of that in one or two days without having to add 90 minutes of travel time to getting there. So um, just being able to see more in one trip. 
really. Yeah, I had that on mine too, the the different amenities, like especially if you're someone who's actively looking at the amenities at the hotel, like if it's not just about getting a bigger room or even necessarily the pool, but like things beyond that, like, you know, at the Yacht and Beach Club and Contemporary and Polynesian, I think even... Oh. You, you can rent the boat. The cabanas. Oh. The boats, the cabanas. Um, and then, like, over at Caribbean Beach and Boardwalk, you there's, like, the bike, the Surrey bike rentals. Yep. Um, and, and also, like, even over there, Boardwalk Beach Club, Yacht Club, you've got, well, I don't know if Jelly Rolls is open. It is now, I believe. Um, an Atlantic Dance Hall. Like, if you are wanting to kind of, like, go out but not necessarily go to downtown disney or if you know that you're going to be spending time at the end of your trip maybe like is going to be more relaxing a little slowed down maybe you're not doing parks at the end of your trip or you're doing parks for less hours at the end of your trip you know you're going to be hanging out at uh disney springs maybe you want to stay over at saratoga springs because it's right there, right at Disney Springs, essentially. Um, right. Or like Old Key West, or uh, like I said, Port Orleans, you can take the boats down to Disney Springs, and that just adds like another level of relaxation and another way to travel. And then you also said, too, like theme park views. Like if you, you, you know, like for me, like I want to stay so bad in the tower at the Contemporary with a theme park view like oh yeah i just it's on my bucket list and i'm that that might be the time i go and i spend one night in a hotel (laughs) yeah i do a split stay and i spend one night because it's a bajillion dollars but like it would be so worth it to see the fireworks from my freaking room you know it's just a bucket list thing that i have so and, and of course, over there too, you can see the uh, water pageant. You know, so yep. there's there's all these reasons, especially too. I'm laughing about the campgrounds because we've both recommended on the show multiple times that people have to go see Hoop to Do musical review. Oh my gosh, yes! And if you don't stay, if you're not staying there, it is a voyage. <laughs> Yeah. to get there like it it's it's not as bad if you're staying at another magic kingdom resort because you can no. you can go to Hop the magic the kingdom and then take the launch boat over to the campgrounds but if you're staying at like pop century or something just <laughs> wasn't it our last episode was it the last episode i talked about when my dad when we had to spend an hour and a half was that on oh it was episode 50 Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's worth it but it you know if you're like i don't you know i want to do this and it sounds cool to stay in a cabin and we want to be close to magic kingdom you have all of those things you know you just pop yeah. on a little boat over to the magic kingdom super easy no big deal so yeah definitely all the all the different amenities And part of that, too, goes to, like I said earlier, the parties and the festivals. So 
if you're trying to book a hotel that's close to Magic Kingdom for the Halloween party, the Christmas party, or now they've they've just announced that they're bringing back after hours events at Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. So now you might be thinking, well, you know, we know we're going to spend Tuesday at Hollywood Studios and then you know, Wednesday, we're going to go to Epcot and Wednesday night, we're going to go back to Hollywood Studios for an after hours event. You might want to stay in a hotel that gets you Skyliner access to Hollywood Studios at Epcot. So yeah, it's a way that you can engineer your trip to put you closest to the things you're doing on specific days, if that is important to you. Do you have more pros? No, I think we've pretty much covered them. The only well, other one here's I... A, oh. here's, here's a small one. I do have a small one. It's silly. It is silly. When they were... When, when Magic Bands were free and part of your trip, it was even better pro. But, but if you're big on saving money and you want multiple Magic Bands, you get a Magic Band for Hotel A at a discount and you get a ho- Magic Band for Hotel B at a discount. And with the new Magic Band Pluses, if you have multiple Magic Bands on your agenda that you want, you get a small discount because if you're staying on property, you get a discount to them. So it sounds silly, but for somebody who has a Magic Band to go with every outfit of their stay during their trip, uh, that's a big deal. Um, But it's little things like that, you know. And then the um, being able to take advantage of Again, it goes with the amenities, but being able to take advantage of the after hours, um, the extra magic evening hours at certain hotels. If you're doing a split stay at a deluxe resort, you get to take advantage of that. So, But no, that's my last pro. What's your pro? My last one is just that you can use a split stay to average out the pricing on the more expensive hotel that you want to stay at. So if you are doing, whether you're doing value and moderate or value and deluxe or moderate and deluxe, like whatever the more expensive room is by staying in a less expensive hotel for a few nights, you know, you, if you have a set budget for your trip, then this gives you the opportunity to kind of average out the hotel costs without having to spend your entire trip in, you know, a $700 per night room because that's, it's not going to be worth it to everybody. I know, like, I wish I had deluxe money for every trip, but I just don't. (laughs) And honestly, I think even if I did, I wouldn't, necessarily use it for that because depending on my trip like if I'm not spending that much time in my room or have no plans to spend that much time at my hotel then I'm not worried about it I'm perfectly fine at Pop Century I'm perfectly fine at Caribbean Beach it's fine Um, I enjoy those hotels I think they're awesome and you know they all have their different pros and cons we will be doing shows on each hotel pros and cons. So you guys can (laughs) 
So here, here's every show that we're going to do. All the deluxe hotels are all thumbs up from Katie and all of the value. <laughs> all of the I values hotels are, please never stay there. No, <laughs> but I have pros to the value I know, resort. I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a way to even out the deluxe pricing or the moderate pricing. If you just need to keep your, you know, budget down, but you still want to, have a deluxe experience at Disney. So I actually have a pricing example for you for some uh, split stays, if you'd like, since we're talking about pricing. Yeah, let's talk about that. It's obviously, as we talked about, we're going to put our asterisk there. It's going to be based on dates, and I selected a random week, and uh, it's going to differ based on hotel and week and amount of people in your party. So this is just a generic kind of idea. So I picked a random Sunday to Sunday in March for two adults and two children uh, staying at Coronado. And this hotel is going to be, like I said, Sunday to Sunday with a five-day base ticket, which means one park per day. Um, they would be paying 47 just shy of $4,800, okay, for one week, for for. Sunday to Sunday at Coronado. So you have a moderate resort, beautiful resort. I love Coronado. One of my favorite hotels, honestly. It's great. It's beautiful. Forty-eight. We're going to call it 4800 because it's just shy of that. Okay, so that's seven nights in the hotel, mm -hmm. five-day park ticket, and then... Yep, yep. so that, that gives you five days in the parks and one day of just enjoying that hotel. Yeah, okay. So... Um, and then your two travel days. To do the split stay, um, I had checking into the Coronado on Sunday, checking out of Coronado on Thursday. So this part of the hotel had the five-day base ticket to it. So from, we're going to call it March 12th through March 16th, same thing, Coronado with a five-day base ticket for the same two adults, two children is $3,700. And then you're moving on over to Animal Kingdom Lodge. This is just a standard view room. So you have a deluxe hotel. You have all the amenities of the deluxe, but it's a standard room. You don't get the view of the Savannah. That part of the hotel, checking in on the 16th, checking out on the 19th, is just shy of $1,800. So it gives you a grand total for your split stay of $5,478. Okay. So it's about $700 more to do the split stay. Okay. But you're getting a moderate and now a deluxe at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You're getting both hotels. So $4,800 for just Coronado. Yes. $5,500 essentially for your split stay. Correct. And then what would it be just at Animal Kingdom Lodge? The price for if you were to just stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge, checking in on March 12th, checking out on the 19th, so the same as what Coronado was, is in a standard view with a five-day base ticket is $6,900. Whoa. That's just a standard view room. That is not a Savannah view. So you've got $4,800 for just Coronado, $5,500 yes. for the split stay, and 6900 for the whole trip at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So, so there's essentially a $2,100 difference 
between just staying at Coronado and just staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome because then if you do the split stay, you're only paying $700 more. Right. Versus. You can arrange your trip. Right. You can arrange your trip to say, we're going to do the parks when we're at Coronado because we really want to stay there because it's a beautiful hotel. We're going to see it at night, but you know, we don't really care about the amenities, but we really want to experience Animal Kingdom Lodge. So let's take advantage of everything that hotel has to offer. Yeah. So it shows you how much you can save by doing a split stay and still having the opportunity to experience Animal Kingdom Lodge because right. Yeah, just averaged out per day only staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Oof. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> right. So, so that I mean that to me is a pro cuz you're getting you're getting those benefits you're getting to see. Now obviously, you know, if you're wanting to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge and get that savanna view because you're going to really take advantage of staying in your room and enjoying your room you know the price is going to be a little bit higher because you're paying for that savanna view but yeah you can see the animals throughout the resort other places and you know do a standard view and enjoy it for three nights sure let's do it and it's a great way to obviously experience two vastly different hotels Right. So, okay. Okay, let's talk about some tips for doing a split stay because, again, there are some maybe do's and don'ts. Do you want to start off with, I mean, we kind of mentioned the luggage thing earlier. I think a big don't is watch how many hotels you're wanting to do. I can tell you from personal experience. (laughs) Four split stays is easy when it comes to everything being taken care of and hassle-free, but when it comes to the fact that you have two kids in your room, it is not as easy as it seems. Disney makes it easy, but the kids in your room do not make it easy. So watch what, don't, uh, what's the saying, um, your, your, what's too big for your britches, right? What's that? <laughs> Uh, I know what you're I can't think of it right now don't stuff your trip yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um possibly two there you know two different moves is doable I would stick to until you're really good at not good but used to getting around and you got the packing thing down I would not do more than than one split stay really so yeah, mine is keep your luggage well organized at your first resort. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just I, h- however you're traveling. I mean, again, if you have little kids, it's going to be a challenge. If you have older teenagers, it might be easier. If it's just adults, obviously adults should be able to handle their stuff. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I would say keep your luggage really organized so that packing it up for your move is super simple. And then when yeah. you get to your second resort, dump it out on the bed. Who cares? Right. Cause you can, you can worry yeah, about you're not that. Moving again. Yeah. Right. Um, so that would be my, one of my tips. Do you have more? I would say definitely we've, we touched on it a lot is have a, have a plan, know what you want. You know, obviously I can give you 
lots of information about the different hotels, what each thing has to, what each hotel has to offer, what it's near, but at least know what you're wanting out of your vacation or out of, out of your Disney vacation, because that's definitely going to help. You don't even have to know where you want to stay, but know what you want out of your vacation. Knowing what you want and knowing you want to do a split stay is definitely going to help say, you know, we really want to be close to Magic Kingdom and we want the ease of Epcot. Oh, perfect. Okay, here's where you're going to stay. These, This is your benefit of these hotels. So if you have an idea of what you're looking for, it's going to make us make picking a split stay a lot easier. Yeah, because if you if you are taking your trip and you're like, I know that I want one or two days where I can just relax. Okay, well, what does relaxing look like to you? Right. You know, because I can relax at the pool at the All Stars. <laughs> but Katie can't because there's kids everywhere and they're screaming. And I'm just like, all these kids are having a blast. So I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But Kate, you know, Katie's right. like, I want an actual pool chair with like a table right. and a guy that will come and bring me a margarita. I like, <laughs> I want to rent the cabana. Yeah. <laughs> so. What does yes. actually relaxing look like to you? And like, what kind of environment do you need to do that? And what, you know, are you trying to go to the spa? Because there's a couple of hotels that have spas. Are you, you know, what, what is, you know, just get really clear about what are you trying to do at each resort? Yeah. You don't even have to know your history of the hotels. That's my job to tell you what's good about it. So. You just tell me what you want. Yeah. The other thing that I had to say is I know a lot of people now are getting down to Disney and they're ordering groceries. So I would say minimize your groceries if you're doing a split stay, especially yeah, cold I, stuff. I think about that. Because yeah. they're not going to move cold stuff for you, which means if you don't eat all of your cold stuff, it's going it's you're gonna have to throw it away um correct and they're you know they're not gonna move 20 bags worth of i mean i guess they will move all they, of your non-cold stuff but <laughs> i can tell you i can tell you actually so they will move some stuff um you do want to watch your cold stuff like you said yes that is going to definitely be um a little bit more difficult uh we did have a couple cases of water that we had moved from Hotel A to Hotel B to Hotel C, and it was moved with ease, but there was a lot of stuff, like bags of chips that were opened because we only opened half the chips. We weren't gonna throw them out, so we had to add that to what's in our suitcase, okay. right? Because yeah. we weren't gonna throw them out, so we did move, we moved the, the, the non-perishable stuff easily, um, and they will move some cases of water and things like that, but like gallons of milk, that was, you know, that was shot. Yeah. So, yeah. So just like minimize your groceries um, and have a way to kind of combine them all into one. Like if you need to pack an empty bag to bring with you because you know, you're going to get groceries, just something so that you can contain everything into a small area. So they're not carrying like 20 different little bags from the grocery store or whatever, because that can get, chaotic too 
for you keeping track of it and for them keeping track of it and moving it. So, um, yeah, that was a big one that I had. Yeah, I didn't even think about groceries. <laughs> I, I just see so many people doing it now just you know and wine like I don't know if they'll even will they move wine for you not if it's open probably no no I mean that's one of those things that you'd have to yeah to hide I drink the whole bottle (laughs) darn Um, the bottle savers are for quitters anyway yes (laughs) (laughs) don't be a quitter uh so yeah just be aware of that and I think that's it. That's like really all the tips that I have. I mean, honestly, it, we, we, we've said pros, we've said cons, we've given price. If you're up for it, truth be told, split stays are not that, they're a great way to see it. I really, 93% of the time, I'm going to, I'm going to say a split stays for you. Like try it once. Especially if you've been to Disney before, especially, you know, these people, people that are coming to me that have been there, do a split stay, check it out, try it, see, dip your toes in, in staying at the Grand Floridian for two nights just to see what it's like, because you won't be disappointed. I mean, that's what I've heard. I, it's one of my hotels I haven't stayed at yet, but yeah, they are worth it. Yeah, they're, they're easy enough Mm -hmm. and just with a little bit of extra planning, it's not a big deal at all. No. So I think they're getting a little bit more popular now. Mm -hmm. Especially with availability. I actually have a client who is traveling next month and they, they're traveling. There's four different families going together, four different rooms, three of the people booked at once and the other one was kind of late to the game and by the time they decided that they wanted to go their hotel that the rest of their family was staying at was not available the whole time so I gave them the option of a split stay it is two adults and they are doing a split stay they're actually staying at the hotel with their family for two nights moving to another hotel for one night and going back to their family for the next three nights Um, (laughs) because that was the only option so sometimes Unfortunately, with the popularity of Disney and some of the hotels not being at full capacity just yet because of staffing, um, there are times that a split stay may be the only option. So, you know, just keep that in the back of your mind that if you're, you know, just because let's say your week is completely sold out at your one hotel, there are other options. So you can use a split stay to your advantage if you're open to it. And they were totally fine with it. They're they're a hundred percent, you know. In in his words, he's like, "We're adults. We got this. We don't mind moving. It's fine. We, you know, it. Let's do it. That's a chance to go check out the contemporary for a night. So, it's it's a great option for the sold out weeks or the the popular, the the busy season if that's when you the only time you can travel is so yeah I didn't even think of that that's kind of another pro like it doesn't have to ruin your vacation like it doesn't have to make you cancel your vacation because you can't get all of your nights in the same hotel like you can still go that week you'll just need to you know pick another hotel to stay at for half of your trip you know 
it, it's not yeah. a bad thing. It's not, and it's uh, the most minor inconvenience. Right. So, I mean, I, I was actually nervous to, to offer, to like put it out there to them. Like, oh, they're not even going to go anymore because they can't get, you know, they can't stay with their family. They're like, we need, we're fine with taking the break from the other seven people that's it whatever that's fine (laughs) no big deal (laughs) we're fine with that and we can use a break so it's our vacation too and they're you know like i said they're they do know it is i i warned them of the cons that we spoke of of you know you're only staying there for one night like yeah it's it's just the two of us we got one suitcase and is what it is i'm like i'm sorry you have two people in one suitcase what yeah that's not a thing Uh, (laughs) who does that? No. Um, so yeah, it, it does definitely does not have to ruin your trip. You know, as I'm thinking, as you just said that I'm thinking back to my childhood and like we legit traveled with two suitcases, right? I do not understand how my parents did this because they shared a suitcase and my brother and I shared a suitcase. Oh, I totally know how my parents did it because all my mom packed for us was rompers and it's the essential of one (laughs) outfit. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Just kidding. I thought I had packing (laughs) skills, but I'm just realizing that my parents had packing skills. (laughs) Yes. And what's even better is they weren't even the self-rolling like 360 degree wheel suitcases they were the old school gotta carry them suitcases oh yeah ours were hard sided like you can drop this thing off of a skyscraper and it would bounce (laughs) and and i think it even i'm trying to remember if it had the old locks with the key I don't yes. remember. Oh my god! It it was yellow, right? My mom. It was the one that they that my parents used was yellow, yellow hard case. She probably still has it. I don't even know. I should ask. That thing has that thing had traveled <laughs> and was not well loved. <laughs> but <laughs> wow, yeah, that's funny. Okay, that was a totally random side quest. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so that's Split Stays 101. Um, I am curious. I'm sure that there's quite a few people in our Facebook group that have done Split Stays. If you guys have, I would love to know, like, you know, what your breakdown was. How did you do it? Did you, you know, do two nights at one hotel and then five nights at another? Or, you know, please pop in and tell us because I am curious what everybody's different scenarios are for this i want to know what everyone else's pros and cons are too do we miss one like what's your yeah con that we didn't mention yeah i mean i'm sure there's more but yeah i spent some time like really thinking about it and it just really was like there's so many more pros to it than cons like yeah the only con really is just maintaining your organization And and then yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so I think that's it. I think we're going to pull up to our stop here. And so, yeah, pop over to the group. Let us know if you've done a split stay and how you did it. And with that, I am going to say see you real soon. TTFN, everybody. Oh, good one. We haven't used that one yet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Bye.
that's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks to my guest, Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you are heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or Adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts along with custom planning and itineraries all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com or email her directly at kfisher at nyaaa.com. Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Main and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to start a conversation, share stories or photos, ask questions, and give advice. This is your place to connect with other Disney fans. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Main and Magic to join. If you've got a comment, question, or show idea, you can email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website at mainandmagic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on social media. Don't forget to tag us and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye. So we say see you real soon.